Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. And away we go. How's it going, everybody? Hey, everyone. Uh-oh. Where'd Kate go? All right. I don't know, but that's all right. Well, we'll just keep going here. So not sure where Kate went, but she's not coming back. Uh, all right. Well, welcome, everybody, to uh, today's program. So I uh, just want to... Uh, just want to say that uh, we're excited today. We have a, a special guest with us that is um, definitely rocking and rolling. Uh, he did an event takeover, which I know a lot of you do events and event marketing and content marketing. So we're super excited to have him on to figure out what his formula was to make that happen. And he wasn't even a speaker. They weren't even, uh, they were just attendees at an event. So super cool. Jackson, you know how many events we touch, what, over 400 events a year. So it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's cool to think about what that looks like. So, um, and I'm sure that Kate, uh, wherever she is on the interwebs, is handling social media. So if you want to play with her on social media, um, and Jackson, I'm getting a, some a little bit of background noise from you there, but so I don't know if it's keyboard or what. But uh, uh, join join her on at Get Social Jack with hashtag Influence Factory. And so. Um, uh, and remember, we're now picking winners from social media. So if you do a retweet or a, a Twitter post or anything out there, um, we give you a prize for that too, just like we give you a prize for engaging here. So again, a hearty welcome from here in the Chicago studio uh, to all of you out there in the interwebs, uh, wherever you're checking in from. So welcome to the program. Um, to maximize your learning, we always say, you know, turn off those distractions. Hey, Lori, how you doing? Um, turn off those distractions, close your email, uh, maybe flip this thing over for a minute until we have you reference it during a lesson or maybe uh, something during the program. Uh, just sort of to, to keep those distractions away. And remember, you can join us on a, um, uh, for sure, on, uh, on any mobile app, uh, Android, uh, you just go to GoToWebinar and it's a mobile app. And it's super, uh, super cool. Uh, and Lori is typing into the questions area and saying she's trying to finish her distractions. So we appreciate uh, those deadlines and distractions. So um, real quick, um, we always have a question of the week because we want to start engagement. Remember the key to really successful uh, content, successful social media is to make sure that we um, engage, you know, and so engagement, uh, we like to practice here. And so uh, we want you to practice by, you know, asking questions from us, asking questions from the uh, listeners, uh, making sure that, um, or I'm sorry, from our guests to make sure that, um, to make sure that you learn something for yourself and a good takeaway. So in, uh, in doing this, um, we always like to ask our uh question of the week. And so uh, question of the week um, is, uh, what is your favorite? Um, what is your favorite scary movie? So if you had a scary movie that was like your favorite scary movie ever, Jackson, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh, you know, I Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Really? Is, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, because the other ones, the ones about like paranormal activity, things like that, too real, that can happen. I don't, I don't like, I don't like thinking about that. That those are the kind that make me like check behind my shower curtain. Like every time I enter the bathroom, I'm not, yeah, I, I can't, I can't do that. Well, Jimmy Z says uh, the ring that was pretty stuck. Oh, yeah. Nancy Reed, the shining. That's a classic. Um, and uh, oh, there you go. Lori says silent Hill. I don't think I've, uh, but That's mostly because of the, one. because of the video great. game. And uh, all right, so we still have a few folks that haven't typed that in, so maybe they're too scared to type it in. Um, so, uh, oh, Blair Witch Project, that was uh, that was and, a, and you know, it. Oh yeah, and it that was a scary one too. Wait, the so. new one or the old one? Yeah, Cindy, were you uh, were you one a fan? I think uh, yeah, the new, new one, one I thought was yeah really good. 
So it's always funny. It's not even close to Halloween and we're talking scary movies. But, you know, because they just released one. We were at we were trying to determine what was trending on Twitter. And there's some new movie that I forget the name of already. I don't track all the current ones. But I, I'll tell you, mine was Nightmare on Elm Street because I saw it in a drive-in theater. Jackson, you're way too young for that. But does anybody remember drive-in theaters where you'd pull your car in and all of a sudden there's a giant screen? I have a giant screen in front of me, but there's a giant screen. And if you were young enough and you didn't have a lot of money, you'd smuggle people in the back of the trunk to get them into the drive-in theater. <laughs> and now Nancy's like, oh, I feel old now. <laughs> so at least I have some company. Thank you, Nancy, for chiming in on that. All right. So don't forget to engage throughout the class. We'll pick a winner from today. You get a Starbucks gift card. We'll also have um, a winner from social media. So those of you listening online uh, can jump in at that point. Uh, so super quick, if... Um, as uh, social jack members remember you get all kinds of privileges we consistently upload all kinds of new forms and i think we mentioned last week that all the new influencer forms from the social media strategy summit and the workshop that we did are all uploaded so if you need contracts for influencers if you need worksheets and checklists and all kinds of cool things they are all up there waiting for you to download uh, also you get discount codes and sometimes free passes uh, to conferences so please members make sure you're checking those messages um, that are going out and kate is actually sending out a message to everybody uh, today through social jack with ways to uh, get access to a couple of upcoming events all right, so next uh, next Thursday, June 14th at 11 a.m., we have, um, this is uh, for anybody that is looking to do business. How many of you do business and you look for business owners? You know, how many, I know some people deal with different targets, but how many people on with us today target business owners? So we have uh, sort of this trusted advisor edition, um, five new LinkedIn features to get new clients. And we're gonna show you not only how to get um how to get you some of these new linkedin features to get new clients but also to generate referrals and score those referrals so just go to social the number four advisors.com and uh, make sure you guys register for next thursday's webinar and even if you can't make it um Yes, Cindy loves it too, how to get new clients. Good to see you, Cindy. And I think I'm going to see you at next week's. Actually, I'm going to see Nancy and Cindy. Um, Lori, are you coming to next week's? I'm going to show this uh, event we're having in the evening, Chicago networking event. The Influence Factory is featuring how to add influencer marketing to your next event. So we're going to uh, reveal some new hacks. We have a great panel. We're going to be simulcasting live. So if you haven't registered for this to be here, I think there's only six or seven seats left, but if you need to get in, make sure you contact us directly and we'll make sure you get in and use promo code SJ100. Uh, if you're online, there is no limit. I think we can hold up to a thousand people online. We're gonna simulcast from the studio here in Chicago and uh, it's gonna be fun. But if you're here live, we're gonna have Lou Malnati's cocktails, uh, we're going to do uh, videos. We're going to let you shoot a promo video. So make sure you come dressed for success. And we're going to let you uh, shoot a promo video uh, right on site here. So we're going to coach you through that and you'll get a free promo video. So talk about content. Isn't that cool? Everyone's going to get a cool video. Uh, the Alliance for Advisors uh, 2018 Summer Conference, we will be there. Uh, we also have Wealth Tech 2018, if you're in the financial space, Thursday, June 28th, blockchain virtual conference that we're uh, producing uh, July 24th, and the SMS uh, Social Media Strategy Summit virtual event. Save these dates, uh, Thursday, August 14th. So we'll make sure you get in. I just want to make sure you're blocking the date. <clears throat> There's a ton of good speakers, either on blockchain, SMSS, and Wealth Tech has Morningstar, NASDAQ, all kinds of good speakers in there. So... Uh, if you want to get to these events, uh, they're listed on the Social Jack website under events. And then uh, please, please, please make sure you contact us if there, it's a paid event and you need discounts, we're the place to go. So make sure you jump in on that. Okay, so Jackson, it looks like uh, news today. You are going to be handling that news. So let's, um, I don't want to give away stuff here. So let's go to... Um, so there's uh, new advances that could point to the future of LinkedIn's digital assistant tools. Yeah, so we talk a lot about the scouting and drafting process. If you've taken any of our online courses or attended live in our class, we talk about scouting and drafting through LinkedIn messages. Uh, so what does that what does that mean? Is what does that mean exactly? Yeah. I, um, so when 
you're uh, messaging people on LinkedIn, kind of picking your ideal group of people uh, that you want to connect with and you want to kind of get that foot in the door so that they know you're there and they you know, know that you're ready to do business, but, you know, not sounding too salesy, kind, kind of wanting to, you know, move things along. <clears throat> we uh, also, you know, we, we talk a lot about that and this is actually automating that through uh, their, uh, what is it, the InBot tool. So it's the InBot personal assistant. Now they uh, they started developing this back in 2016, and even in the article they say they are very uh, like they're not yet there. It's the technology's not there yet, and they're very slow to roll it out. Like you saw with the LinkedIn uh, profile updates, that only half the people started with them, or not even a fraction of the people, and it started more and more and more. And now I think the majority, if not all, people have the new. Uh, profile look. Yep. So it's 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 something that's in the works, and we want you to be uh, we want you to be very aware of. And the coolest thing about this is if you link it with your calendar, it'll be able to set point appointments for you with you know uh, prospects and you know, people in. Oh, so nice. it'll be able to set appointments uh, in open slots in your calendar. It'll be like you're free for this time, and you know kind of just organizing and it's basically your personal assistant for booking appointments and it's wow. so cool um and then if you look at the next article and again all of these will be in app.socialjack.com uh in the resource center so you'll be able to find all the links to these and some uh cool talking points that we have on these so the really the top three key points from the article will be in there um this one's really cool as well. Uh, we got they ju Twitter just released a major events calendar. So what it is is like National Donut Day, things like that. So you can plan your marketing strategy around these big national holidays. You know, they also have things like the big yeah holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving, things like Father's that. Day, Father's Day, hint. I mean, that one's you know I'm just kidding. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but they 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 basically did this. You can plan your marketing event, your your marketing campaign around these certain uh, holidays. So all your content calendars, everything like that, you'll be able to plan that with knowing what day is what without having to go into a secondary website and figure that out. Yeah, and uh, Nancy Nancy's on with us, uh, Nancy Reed, and she does a lot of events like we do. So this is sort of cool that if you're planning an event, I was thinking, wow, a lot of times we're we're like looking up, like, are we going to be in conflict with something, or are we going to be up against something, or you know, and this is sort of cool, or or maybe you can use it as a combined theme for your event marketing too, you know. So I'm thinking like, oh, you know what, this is the week that you know that. Um, Belmont Stakes is coming up so we can work that in or U.S. Open Golf Championship or, uh, you know, uh, Summer Solstice. Whatever it is, you can you can sort of work that together. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. So like I said, these will be on app.socialjack.com. You can find these uh, articles and the links to them so you can read them. And actually, the uh, the one about the new advances for LinkedIn's InBot uh, personal assistant Yep. That uh, it has actually a video demonstration in there that you can watch. Uh, we don't have cool. time for it today, but yeah, uh, definitely I recommend that. It's really cool. They do a little demonstration. Yeah, so. super cool, super cool. All right, well then I'm going to get into a quick lesson and let's get to our guest. We're right about at time. So uh, let's go ahead. I'm going to do a quick polling question here. Um, so let's jump on. I have a quick question because we have so many new people. Are you a business influencer? Please watch for the polling question to come at you right now. It's a big blue screen that popped up, or if you click the little flower, it'll come to the top. On the app, it should automatically pop up on your phone or device. And we have 24% uh, voted. Uh, let's get the rest of you in here. So 29%. So we have 57% yes. So this is good. This will be a good part of our lesson today. So um, we have 50% of you in. Come on, we need everybody to engage. We have a guest coming up here that you're going to learn a ton from. So we want to make sure you're ready to ask questions. We have you on the top of our screen here, 59% voted. Okay, so I'm going to bring this... Uh, I'm going to send this back and I'm going to share this with you. But here we have 70% yes, 
20% no and 10% not sure. So uh, in today's lesson, you know, we're going to talk about, um, you know, our guest who's a tremendous influencer, but I want you to all to sort of own your influencerness. And we know we have a lot of new people with us, but the fact is you are all influencers. So the goal here is to make sure that you own it, that you claim it. And it looks different for each and every one of us. We're all on a different journey with our career, with who we are as a professional. And so what we want you to do is to make sure that you always know that you are a business influencer, whether it's within your organization, whether it's with your clients, whatever that looks like, you are an influencer. So make sure you own it. And Social Jack is your source for all influencer development. So if you want to take classes, you want coaching, or just log into the platform, we have unlimited coaching that you can type in questions anytime into the Social Jack coaching platform. Did you know that? And you can ask questions like, how do I get my profile to the top of LinkedIn? Uh, can you score my profile for me? Can you tell me what I can do to, be, uh, to get more Twitter followers? All those things are just one click away with Social Jack. So make sure you can't ask us enough questions. We are here for you. All right, real quick, a 60-second lesson, taking over an event with B2B content marketing. But let's talk about the first steps. Remember, uh, this is a contest too. What is, um, what is the uh, sort of number one thing that's at an event? This is a contest question here. What is the number one thing that is in an event? What is the number one thing you think about? Well, I go to the event and what's there? First person to answer, Tracy wins. Tracy Seifert, Jackson, mark her down as a winner. People, people, <laughs> Lori said, hopefully food, networking. So it's about people, right? Social, social networking is about people. Events are about people. So Aaron uh, is going to come on in a second here. And we're going to talk about how to make sure that you engage with the people, not just at the event, but online. Okay, so... Without further ado, I'm going to bring on Aaron Orendorf, and he's uh, uh, a proud parent of three daughters and two bunnies. His two bunnies, uh, Fezziwig and uh, Treon, have posted on Instagram more than Aaron, uh, probably even more than me because I spend a little less time on that. He's editor-in-chief of Shopify Plus, founder uh, of Iconic Content, which I think is a cool cool name, uh, and then uh, has been featured in Forbes, uh, top 25 uh, influencers to watch, Mashable Entrepreneur. Uh, Aaron, come on down. Good to have you on with us today. What a fantastic introduction. I am psyched to be here as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say in live from Oregon. <laughs> I think you're our That's first right. guest from Oregon, which is super cool because I'm like, you know what? I've traveled all over the world, and I don't think I've been there. So now I have a I have an excuse to come there because I'm going to come and uh, uh, have lunch with you out there. Just you know, because I think it's a cool place. Um, hey, if you've been to Seattle, Vancouver, the yep. Pacific Northwest is basically one long continuous stream of culture that is perfectly personified in Portlandia. It's all the same vibe, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. I'm not cool enough to be here. But <laughs> you are cool enough to be there. So, uh, yeah, in my favorite place in the world, if I had a place to pick, I've always loved Vancouver. Uh, I spent a lot of time up there and um, had the very best salmon in the world up there. I learned how to, you know, learn what good salmon tastes like and all that cool stuff. But I do love that uh, sort of uh, just climate and area. But how did you have you always been up that way or, were you know, have you always been in Oregon? As a happenstance of fate, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Oregon, a place called Klamath Falls that nobody has any business knowing about. Did a little bit of traveling uh, with some bad experiences in high school and ended up back in Oregon. Went to college in Southern Oregon, went to Portland for my graduate work, part of a previous life when I was in full-time ministry. Uh, and then moved back to the middle of nowhere, Southern Oregon, for about five years. And a month ago, returned to Portland. So I'm in the middle of somewhere now and super <laughs> just just loving it. But I'm an Oregonian through and through. Oregonian. Is that a thing? I mean, I it know is Port now. Portlandian is, right? That's a thing, too. Absolutely. <laughs> well, now you're a Portlandian, too. That's even like, I think that's like two notches up, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Two notches up. I'll, I'll, I'll shame the rest of my West Look at Coast. Your influence have, has risen with your move already. My gosh, we didn't think it could go any higher. So, um, so I want to have fun with this a little bit because, you know, all of us are in content marketing and some of us just don't know it. You know, it's like we don't even realize that we're doing it. And you've, you've really mastered this and, and sort of, you know, cornered uh, yourself on this, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of what content marketing is. So for, for those of us, can you just give us your definition? Like what the heck is content marketing? Everybody talks about it. What is it? Sure. So a lot of times when people hear content marketing, they immediately think blogging and written content, lowercase c is absolutely a huge part of it. That was my bread and butter and really still is 90%, 80% of, of what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, written content. But one of the things we're gonna talk about today is that overlap between video, email, social, and even just the collections and collaborations that you make through um, non-public facing things like Slack that you can then roll into content with a capital C, maybe like uh. this. Yeah. That it essentially, um, when I think about it in the marketing sense, it's giving away value independent of the product you're selling and prior to someone purchasing it. So that independent and prior to, it's something that's useful uh, before they even click buy to build credibility, to build relationships in any of the forms that people consume online, giving value. Yeah, I love that, I love that. So as I think about the fact that you're gonna be my uh, new best friend in content and resource that I'm gonna turn to and go, what does Aaron think, you know? So as, as I look at that, how did you get here? Were you like always in content or did it just like happen that you went one day from, you know, I don't know, you know, bussing tables to doing content? How, does, how did you get here? You know? So I've always been in content because I've always been in love with the power of words, particularly written words and spoken words. Um, I was sort of a drama nerd in high school. I loved public speaking, even though people freak me out. I really enjoyed public speaking. And so I, I did an undergraduate in English and then moved to Portland where I got what's called a master's mm -hmm. of divinity from a fully accredited seminary. This wasn't somebody's basement, this was <laughs> right. the real deal. Uh, I spent about two years in full-time ministry. The thing that really, why I'd say I'd always been in content was because even then, I fell in with the right sources to read. Um, and, and I began seeing how persuasion, uh, whether it's inside something like a, a religious or spiritual setting or anywhere else, is always directed by uh, the same universal principles. And so I devoured content, recorded uh, audio content, video content, written content from people that were inside and outside of ministry, particularly uh, one guy named Tim Keller, who I just, anything he would put out, I would devour. And he was one of these guys out in NYC who, uh, unassuming, late 50s, early 60s, white dude pastor in the middle of New York City. But when he <laughs> wrote his first book, he got invited to places like UC Berkeley, Georgetown, nice. Ivy League institutions. And his talk at Google headquarters is, is just a classic in my mind. You can still find it on YouTube, uh, Tim Keller, Google headquarters. Uh, that, that, that cut my teeth on those universal principles of persuasion that are true no matter what you're doing. So that, that's like sort of my long backstory into content marketing. Right, and then you wound up, uh, you wound up at, at uh, Shopify, right? So, uh, and in content, mar like it looked like head of content marketing. So did you just walk in the door and you were head of content marketing or did you evolve? Oh, absolutely, yeah. They came banging on my door. They were begging me to, no, nothing like that. Uh, about five years ago, I, I found myself unemployed and unemployable. So I, I'd gotten <laughs> this master's degree. I had uh, successfully burned down a career. Uh, with no, with no record, mind you. But, right, uh, right. So I found myself unemployed and unemployable, and I knew I had this love of communication. I was starting to get a few editing jobs for marketing-related materials. So I launched a site, I started writing, 
and then I went full steam into guest posting. And that was really how I built my career, was I just started cold pitching like a beast, editors, an entrepreneur, a fast company, business insider, a ton of niche marketing blogs like Social Media Examiner, Copy Blogger, Content Marketing Institute, all of these places, and just went crazy, nice. uh, giving, 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 giving. Um, that was actually how I connected with Shopify Plus. So I started collecting some clients. I had my first enterprise client, started charging more over about this two to three year period, charging more and more and more, freaked out every time I raised my rates. <laughs> and then just this crazy happenstance, uh, I wrote a post for Conversion XL, which is really like the top tier publication when it comes to conversion rate optimization, all things sure. CRO online. I uh, didn't know it at the time, I was using an automated Twitter uh, tool to basically send out messages to anybody I ever mentioned in an article anywhere. And I would drip <laughs> these out like one per hour so they looked real. And uh, I tagged a dude I didn't know whose name was Tommy Walker. Hey Tommy, I included you in this article for Conversion XL. Did I get your link right? Um, he wrote me back and was like, this is solid stuff. Uh, I'm out at Shopify Plus now. You want to write for me? And uh, it was got a gig. Crazy. It got a, got <laughs> another gig. I started as a freelancer for them, uh, writing for Shopify Plus, which is basically the enterprise arm of the behemoth that is Shopify. Uh, so we've got about six thousand merchants, small to medium sized businesses on the main platform, sure. um, and upwards of thirty six hundred large to enterprise sized merchants that operate on Shopify Plus. Um, crazy automated tweet led to freelancing for a year. That led to being a full-time writer for them for a year. And as of 2018, uh, Tommy, the original editor-in-chief, left, and uh, I, I stepped right in. Did the job for about three months uh, because no one else was there to do it. And, they, I, and after I did that, they said, hey, uh, you want this job? I said, I do. That's super cool. Yeah, when I was, uh, it was funny when I was blogging, I actually had built a social media company overseas because we were just testing so much stuff. I couldn't afford to do it here in the States and nobody knew what the heck social media was. This was like, you know, this was like when we were in between like LinkedIn and, and all the other stuff that came before LinkedIn. So it was funny. And so I'm, I'm like paying people over there to write for me and they're like, Hey, uh, Fox News just responded to your blog, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I was blogging." So I was like, "Because <laughs> I was, I was like so busy building the business, and I would, I, I was, I was like, in the early days, I was one of the kingpins of e-zine articles. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. you could, yeah, yeah, you could publish your articles, and so I was just like, that was my thing. I was like, got to the top of the charts, and I was like, uh, top of Google, and all this stuff was working. And I'm like, hey, I need to keep writing, but here's all the stuff I want to write about. I just don't have time. And then I was like, wow, it's really important. I think I should start writing again because, look, I all of a sudden I'm on Fox National News. I'm on Fox and Friends in the Morning from a blog post. I go, how did that happen? So then I became more hungry to not just do this video content and things like what we're doing now, but I think it's important to have that combined effort. Yeah. I So – I mean, it's kind of like I'm a I'm a construction worker with a hammer yes. as a writer. And so I see everything as a nail. And I'm just like, I'll throw words at it. I'll throw words at it. And that can be a blind spot. But I would still fight to the death with anybody that words, written words in particular, are the backbone of everything else. Yep. And I'm a huge fan of repurposing. I love content with a capital C to from social to video, you know, all those things. But that written content is almost always the backbone. Yeah, that's super cool. Now, when you reference, because uh, now you've got me thinking here, I wrote this down when you said it. So content with a small C versus capital C. Break that down real quick. So the content with a small C is where most people hear content marketing or content strategy, and they exclusively think your website, your blog, maybe some emails that go out, and like a landing page thrown in yeah. there from time to time. But word, word-based. Content with a capital C is a far more integrated strategy that, that really does do justice to how big a word content is. I like that. It includes social, especially native social stuff that's customized for, you know, I post differently on LinkedIn than I do on Facebook, than I do on Twitter, than I do on Instagram when I go on Instagram. Uh, all of these things are, you know, it's, it's, it's all about that, um, yeah, the, the, the idea of multi-channel and customizing content to meet those different channels 
wherever they appear, wherever your audience is, but unifying that together, capital C. Yeah, right on, right on. Okay, well, you notice I changed screens here real quick because I we do 400 events, and I was like, I, I was like, when I heard we uh, had you on the program, I'm like, I cannot wait because I'm sure there's something we're not doing that we need to do as many as we do. And then it's like, you know, uh, you know, so so when I I was like, wait, he took over a conference and he wasn't even a speaker. Like, were you even an attendee or did that like, uh, did you just slide in and just take over? Tell You got to tell us this story because and everybody that does does events that we know is on here right now and listening in. So. So this this article, this story really came out of two failures. And I like that because like I got this little hashtag, let's get rejected. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I love the idea of embracing failure as a learning experience because that's always taught me the most. So this came out of two failures. One professional, I applied to be a speaker and my cohort, my compadre in this little experiment, Nadia, she also applied to be a speaker at what is really the largest content marketing event in the world, content marketing world run by sure. Content Marketing Institute. I mean, it's right. fantastic event. We both applied to be speakers back in 2016 and both got rejected. So we, we decided what, what can we do instead? So that was that first failure. And the second one, you said, you know, when you think of conferences or events, what's the first thing? Um, networking people, right? That's the, both of those things freak me out. Uh, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm the dude, I can fake it and I can get in front and I can talk like this and move my hands. One-on-one -on -one with other humans I don't know freaks me out. Um, I'm very much a natural introvert, not an extrovert when it comes to one-on-one -on -one or small groups. So I, I had this, this tension of like getting rejected as a speaker and then uh, I want to go to this conference, <laughs> but I'm scared. So this then was, it, it met those two needs because we, we hatched up this little plan together. So I had a, I had a partner in it, like a, a team. Which totally took a lot of the pressure off of that personal fear. And then That's also cool. what this did was it set the stage for the event. So I had assignments. I had missions. I had right. questions going in instead of like that blank. Oh, my gosh. I got to go start like 50 conversations. I have no idea what to say. <laughs> I had something to say every time as an opener. So th that's where this, this sort of came together from. Nice, 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 nice. So yeah, it's it's funny. It was like I was laughing. It was like people thought, you know, well, of course, when I was uh, back when I was dating in high school, it was decades ago. But it was like funny because I would write down these notes of every possible thing I could say so I wouldn't have any deadness in the conversation. <clears throat> in my first business meetings, I took the same thing, you know, because I was asking my dad, I go, what should I do? He goes, write down everything that you could possibly want to know and ask those questions and put them on a sheet of paper. And so I had these, you know, five by eight index cards in front of me and I would get on the phone and people were like, wow, he's just amazing on the phone. And I was like, yeah, but I had this whole thing pre-planned. It wasn't natural. And then of course, you know, you develop skills over time, but then in business meetings, it was the same way. It's like, what's that opening conversation? What's the next thing you say? What happens if there's dead silence? Oh my gosh, where do you go from there? So, so you had, so, so are there, what's the, what recipe did you follow then? So I, I enlisted Nadia and in the article that I think we're going to link to uh, in the show notes, I, I actually do include a lot of screenshots of like our initial uh, Slack conversation back and forth and then how we got organized before. So we, we imported basically copy and paste fancy style, all of the keynoters and presenters into a giant Google sheet. And then her and I went through and we identified as many of the speakers that we knew personally that we'd bumped up against in the past. And um, you can see, if you look at the article, there, there's some green highlights of who we knew, which is few and far. Oh, yeah. yeah, just handful. But, but what I liked about this is it's such a template for how I've created fantastic content outside of this and how I built my own personal network, which is basically making it insanely easy for people to help you. Uh, piggybacking on something they're already passionate about. So all these people love content. All these people are going to be at the event. They're all going to be speaking at the event and they'd all like a little bit of, right? No, no, nobody should away from that. And then that fifth ingredient is keep every time we went after one of these people. So we identified all these speakers 
uh, we put together another Google form that basically had one question in it. How do you approach a keynoter at an event without coming off weird? So there's a question <laughs> that like I wanted to know the answer to. Like, wait, so you, you wait, you were asking them that question? Asking them <laughs> that question. Yeah, it was kind of like a, you know, when you see them in the wild, how do you not freak them out? Right, exactly. So it was a super, like, it was a super relevant question. I can't believe nobody had asked it before because I wonder this every time I try to talk to a speaker after right. an event or when they get off the stage. Like, how do I do that and not come off like freaking weird? Um, and so, like, it was a great question. And we did this sort of like divide and conquer thing. Well, we started with all the people we had personal relationships with. We asked them. Anybody who responded to that, the very next thing we said is, do you know anyone else at the event who we should talk to also? Just one name. So like ask one question at a time. How do you approach a speaker? After they answer that question, the next question, one question, who else should we talk to? And then we started rolling those answers into people we didn't know, not only through who should we talk to next, but by tweeting directly at these folks, by hitting them up on Facebook, by trying to track down their email address and showing them the answers that their, their, their other speakers, their cohorts, uh, had already provided. So like there's a little ah, bit of social okay. proof in there. And so even though we knew very few of these people to start, we started rolling all of that into like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So that by the time we showed up, I think we got like 26, 28 of these headliners, keynote speakers into an article, all answering that one question with really meaty responses. Wow. So we, we put this together into an infographic because and, then of, not and of, course you, of course you tag them in that. Oh, beyond that. So we, we, we take all their answers. We let them know we're going to release this day one of the conference. Nadia and I meet up for the first time in person. Um, Nadia is the chief marketing officer at Vengage, which specializes in infographics ah. and social sharing. Just, just like our mutual friend Brian Wallace from last week's show, right? <laughs> yes. Although Brian Wallace is a freaking infographic artist. An animal. I say infographic animal. animal. He's a yeah, animal artiste. And not uh, just a bunny, but a like a lion. <laughs> I had to go back to the bunnies. That's careful, right. careful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so this was like a perfect um Ben Gage, the company she works for, is an infographic builder. It's sort of like a uh, yeah. a stripped down version of Photoshop that, that anybody, okay. someone like me. Oh, got it, got uses. it. Okay. Yeah, so they built one. We launched it. We promoted it on a site called Growth Hackers, tagged everybody on a site called inbound.org, tagged everybody, started sharing it one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so like I made a series of GIFs. Like I just recorded, bam, 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 like 28 in a row, personalized thank you messages to every single person that had contributed to it with a little something about their their contribution in it. So like, these are minute and 30 seconds, takes me like two hours, knock them all out. And then when the conference kicks off and we drop the whole infographic, we put it on all these other sites, we share it on social, then I hit them all out using something like Buffer, which lets me just upload, drag and drop, here's a video, here's a video, here's a video, at so-and-so every single time. So it's kind of this like blitz approach. Right. right when the conference starts with all the content we've created up to that point. Then what we did on the ground was we took that, how do you approach, you know, an influencer, a keynote or a speaker at a conference without being weird and just universalized it. So we, we knew we wanted to get like a hundred individual people at the conference, speakers and attendees alike to answer what's your best personal networking tip at a conference, especially if you're scared or intimidated. Wow. Right, so it's just keying into like what I know is universal for a lot of humans because I experience it myself. But that's where we were able to have these 28 people right out of the gate who were speaking. We were able to answer uh, that initial question and then ask all of them that question. And then like when Nadia and I hit the ground, we, we had this like really great opening question. And, and we had a friend who ran a really popular Snap account. So uh, we got to take over that for an entire cool. day as well. Uh, Cause neither one of us were big on that at that point. Um, so we're like recording all these snaps. So we had like video content that we could then repurpose. We had written answers, which we could then repurpose. And then we ended up turning all of that into an article for CMI, the people that sponsor content marketing world itself did another uh, infographic, right? And this was like, yeah, this right. This one idea that then balloons into 
like an infographic, an article day one, social media during the event, an article after on CMI, and then this big behind the scenes article that I got to write up on my own site as well. So it's like one idea just off and running with everything we could do on the back end of that. Well, and, and the ultimate is you included all forms of content. This is content with a capital C. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and then, and then connected all the people, you know, cause that's, you know, that's the secret sauce. It is. And what I want to stress about all this and the reason, like, it's kind of a boastful title of an article, how to attend a conference and take it over, even if you're not a speaker. And, I, I know and, I'm not and, a and you got, and you got invited back, right? <laughs> Just so oh, yeah. We ended up, we, we got uh, Joe Luzzi, <laughs> who's like the, at the time he was head, he was the founder of CMI and content marketing world. So he's always the keynoter. We got him to do his very first Snapchat, uh, which was great. Cause <laughs> we, we rolled all those into um, a compiled video, put that on right. YouTube. I mean, just left and right doing stuff, like never let anything go to waste. What I love about all this is even though there's a boastful title is it all came from that. Both of us were rejected as speakers. How are we gonna make the most of this? And people scare me. Yeah. Right? It's like, how do I take my failures, my shortcomings, my rejections, and do something with them rather than nothing? Let them be like a stopping point. How do I make right. them jumping off points? Well, and I think that goes back, you know, we've, uh, I've taught a workshop for years called The Power of Authenticity, and you're being genuine, authentic, and going, hey, man, I feel quirky, and this is what's on my mind. Can you help? You know, yeah. and everyone stepped up, an entire conference stepped up to help. And, and honestly, like content people are some of the best people online. Like I just, um, yeah, I, I think because we all share that same weird, it's like the stand-up comedians. Uh, they all have like terrible backstories. There's a lot of like underneath the hood ugliness. Uh, I don't know if that's totally true of marketers <laughs> or content marketers in general, right. but that authenticity. Uh, it's a question that is on the forefront of my mind. And if I'm brave enough to open that up, you bet it's on the forefront of 80% of the people you're going to bump into on a daily basis at the forefront of their minds too. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Just a couple of comments coming in. Jimmy Z's going, this guy is so clever. Look at that. Look how clever you, I knew you were clever though, but that's no fair. Uh, Lori's like, uh, she loves it because it's like, th this is what's on people's mind. They just don't, ask they don't say anything you know or you ask but you don't get organized about it and think yes about how can i not just have conversation okay so before we even talked you mentioned that andy crescidina was on the show recently and i made the comment that i've stolen 90 percent <laughs> of everything smart we all have from andy andy's great man here's the truth yeah i stole this idea from andy what Andy did for a number of years in a row at CM World was he made a yearbook and he would take like a physical Brilliant. book. Yeah, he would take a physical book, like the, 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 plat, the, um, the program for it, and he'd ask people to sign it and write notes, which was like that opening line made for conversations. And then he'd take really high quality pictures of it and turn it into like a lookbook online and link to everybody's comments year after year. After Brilliant. Year. I was like, that's so good. I'm stealing that. And I just tweaked, you know, Nadi and I just tweaked it a little bit. And, and I'm going to take it now if you don't mind. <laughs> I, I, I am all for theft. Now I have to give two credits. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. What a brilliant. And it's so, it's so cool. It's so like traditional, like you don't even like think about it. You're like, oh, wow, that's brilliant. You know, so. Or the other thing is like, um, at in-person events, the thing I, I also stole from Andy, and then we just modified it a little bit, was I think one year he did this thing of, he started with one question, which he would ask somebody on his camera. They would have to answer it in 30 seconds and then ask another question. And then he would take that to the next person and be like, here's the question so-and-so asked. <laughs> Who answered? Piggyback question. Because all we did was like basically steal these things from Andy and have some fun with them. Oh my God. And he knows this too. Andy's my guy. I, I, yeah, he knows all this. All right. Well, I think Kate's, Kate's back there somewhere now, but Kate, these are two things that we're not doing that we're going to do. So anyway, I love that. Well, and then you're getting, you're getting like engagement to engagement. So, you know, and I, and I was going to ask you, I'm like, <clears throat> you know, who's, who's one of your favorite 
content marketers or other people that you look to, but I think you've already spilled the beans on some of that, right? So, oh um, yeah, Andy, um, Andy Crestadina is fantastic. Heidi Cohen. Oh yeah, Heidi. Oh yeah, she's OG of content marketing. She, Nani and I connected with her because of this initial thing we did because she was speaking at CM World, and she's just been like an amazing friend since then. And you talk about, I mean, look at what she does with distribution and curation. Like if right. you Google Heidi Cohen distribution and content creation or just separate those, she's got a lot of different, like, this is how you do it for B2B. This is how you do it for B2C. This is how you do it in an event. This is how you do it. Like she, um, she's really, really strong at that whole not letting anything go to waste. Repurpose, right. reuse, freshen it up. She's a genius. And you know what's interesting, you know, we, uh, what you saw with our variety of events, we're not just doing social media marketing events and things like that anymore. We're getting pulled into blockchain and fintech and all this other, these other industries. And now we had a healthcare thing come up. So it's like, and so what's interesting is, you know, some of this is a natural and it, and it feels like it's, it's easy to do at a content marketing conference or a social media content. But I want to hear your thought of like, if you walked into like a medical conference or, you know, would you treat this any different? No, I would change the question and that's it. Yeah. Andrew Davis is another fantastic content marketer and he doesn't get a lot of play outside of the content marketing world. And even there, he's not necessarily a rock star. Because of this little thing that Nadia and I did, I met Andrew, uh, so I got to connect with him one-on-one. -on -one. He contributed to everything. I got invited to be the MC of the keynoter track at CM World last year. Andrew Davis was one of the presenters at that keynoter track, so I met him again and reintroduced myself. He remembered me. I said a bunch of nice things about him on stage, and then he ends up being the top-rated speaker of 2017, so he <laughs> is on the big, big stage this year. All of this is just like, I just stay current. A little bit here, a little bit there. And Andrew Davis dropped this line on me where he said, uh, it's neat to go to these big marketing conferences. You're, you're by and large never going to find work there if marketing right. is your gig. But if you take these little lessons that you and I are talking about here and take them to the bricklayers union, to the healthcare, to physicians, to chiropractors, to hair, hairstylists, like wherever like these little niches are, and there's so much riches in the niches, and all you do is tweak it right, just a, a, a little bit, um, you'll come off as like the second coming because people will be like <laughs> amazed and they'll think you're a genius and all you have to do is just change the question to whatever the pressing concern is in that industry. Yeah, no, that's, that's brilliant. And you know, what's interesting is I showed you a picture earlier <clears throat> of the fact that we have this uh, event influencer. And so we're always thinking about, you know, creating the sizzle reel and all that stuff, you know, from the content that we're doing. <clears throat> but I'm thinking, you know, maybe, um, maybe there's a new approach to this to where we almost give it a viral feel or uh, in the crowd feel to where we could, you know, because we do like video shots in the crowd or things like that. But maybe taking these questions or these piggyback questions and going right in the crowd with them instead of waiting for people to come to us, that might be even a better reel, you know? And what's great about that, too, is it builds so much affinity with the, the just there folks, right? which is like 95% of the people that are there and pretty much 100% of the people that may give you business are fellow attendees at these yes. events, not, not the speakers and not necessarily getting up on stage. And you just can't overstate the importance in all of this of, of the people and building relationships. It's been the you know, biggest takeaway of all this. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I want, you know, I've, um, I started off in the days of like Comdex and the big tech shows where there was like 20, 30. So talk about intimidating. Imagine going to a show with 40, 50,000 people, hundred thousand people. It was massive. You know, it was just, it'd be multiple buildings and it's almost like, you know, you just have to like jump in to the deep end, you know, <laughs> There's, but you know, I'm thinking about in today's world, doesn't it feel like people are much more collaborative and willing to connect and and be with one another at these events, you know, and share information. Do you find that as well? I absolutely have. People are, again, I don't know if it's the, because content marketers are the underbelly of the internet, and so we've got so many hangups, we're just dying for someone to be nice to us. I don't know if that's it, but 
I don't know, man, people are people. And you show a little bit of genuine interest. You ask a, a, a pressing question and just listen for a minute. You know, you tell them something like, um, I'm putting together a piece on my biggest struggle when I come to events like this and I know that it's blank. What do you think of that? Like that authenticity, that vulnerability, it doesn't matter the size. It's, it's such a one-on-one -on -one builder and it just resonates almost immediately. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that, um, you know, one of the things that I think about is that um, I, I think it's, I think this is a great time to play. You know what I mean? Just because because you're so playful and you were so playful in how you went about this. I think that's important for people to hear that it's like, you know what? Yeah, we're all scared, you know, and, and you actually had a partner. So Nadia was your sort of I don't want to call your safety blanket, but it was like yeah. it feels it feels different if you're in it with somebody. And let's yes. go play at this conference. We both got rejected. Let's go. Let's have a plan to both go play, you know, and so I think that's the coolest part about this. It's like there's so many things to play with is just go play. And I love the way you say go play. One of the things I'll do to trick my mind is I'll treat things like an experiment. For some reason that works for me. Uh, I love the play metaphor, but I'll, I'll tell myself, let's just see what happens if we do this. I wonder what'll happen. Well, what'll happen if I take my phone with Snap all set up that I have no idea really how to use, but I can hold the <laughs> button down, they can hold the button down, and I just ask a question and give them 10 seconds to answer it. This is gonna be interesting. Hmm. Oh, so you use Snapchat to do that? We use Snapchat, and then you can save all the videos so we could roll them all together as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. But uh, it's that experiment. So like you say, let's go play. And then it takes the, I can breathe. This isn't so serious. For me, it's like that whole, let's run an experiment. I wonder <laughs> what'll happen. Right. And then it takes that pressure off, and I can just have more fun with it and be natural. Yeah, Lori says, who knew that my anxiety could be a great marketing strategy? <laughs> See, Lori, you have full permission from uh, Aaron to, to just channel your anxiety and to share it with the next thousand people at the next event. <laughs> They'll love you for it, yes. Oh my God, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm having anxiety because there's like so much more I want to learn from you uh, and we're, we're like running out of time. So, uh, so let's boil this down. So if, um, you know, I, we're going to send everybody this, uh, the, the, you know, the article and then they'll get to your website. So, it, it, you know, if you were going to direct people and go, hey, listen, if you're just starting out in this or you want you know, you want to sort of like, like start to figure this out for yourself and you want some guidance before you, maybe you talk to me, here's where you should go on my website. Where would you point people to? So at the end of the article, send them to the article. At the very end of the article are 10 lessons. So it's long. Oh, good. Yes, this I thing is like a beast. Yeah, but I <laughs> did it on purpose because I wanted to be like, okay, here's everything we did seriously with screenshots, not holding anything back. So you can reverse right. engineer yourself. But at the end are just 10 lessons about people being people, how to ask good questions. One of them was just like, cool. yeah, get a partner in crime to do it with. Um, all, those 10 lessons are the easiest place to jump in. Yeah, that's brilliant, that's brilliant. So um, so that's super cool. So um, uh, any other uh, like secret tools that you use or anything like that? You know, I love, uh, one of the things that's helped a lot for me is when I'm trying to get someone's attention, like a publisher or like, you know, the Fox News thing you talked about, or when I was trying to get into Fast Company and Business Insider, because that, that was my bread and butter, like I said, for quite a while. And that's how I really built my career. Google Trends is fantastic just to see what's, what's hot right now in search and yes. how do I overlap uh, traditional lessons on marketing or my industry, like whatever your industry is, you know, uh, how do I overlap that with what's currently popular in pop culture? So I love going to Google Trends, clicking the celebrity uh, stream. Yep. And uh, I just write the Bruno Mars guide to being a title. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. I, use I do. Yeah, I do that. I do that too. It's it's like what's you know because my my question of the day is what's trending. Mm -hmm. Let's attach yeah. to that. As long as it's. I, I dig it. I've done it so many times and it's just, it's a great way to get attention. It's a great way to stay topical. It's a great way to repackage old ideas in a fresh way. No, right on, right on, right on. Oh man, that is so cool. Yeah. And um, I just love the fact that, you know, it, it just blows me away that 
there's so many things at our fingertips now with apps and tools and things like that. It's like I turn around, there's a like another cool thing that you're like, oh, that'll help me out. You know, and it's like it's almost to the point of overwhelm. So it's like at some point you just have to pick your thing and go with it, you know. Yeah. No, I think that's very true for social media, especially. I'm on Twitter, Facebook for personal, and beasting out on LinkedIn because I'm you loving You are, LinkedIn man. Yes. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. You're a beast on LinkedIn for and sure. And I literally have never posted to Instagram. <laughs> I have a Snapchat just for the filters so I can entertain those three daughters that uh, yeah. there you the go, top. man. And, yeah. and and the two rabbits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we're following your bunnies, just so you know. They're treading. Yeah, <laughs> they have an Instagram. I do, but I've literally never posted. So oh man, well, you've been a delight. So uh so if people do want to connect to you or ask you questions, LinkedIn, you're super responsive for sure. Uh, and I, we have your Twitter handle up here. Um, and I know if they go to the other Twitter handle, you route them to this one, which is brilliant. So that's uh, cool. So he doesn't just have nine followers. He's got 29,000 followers. So make sure you connect to him on the right channels. So, on the right one, yeah. I know. I was accidental when I first went there. I go, wait a minute. What's, you know, I know he's a beast on LinkedIn. We got to help him with Twitter. And they're like, oh, no, no, there's a better Twitter. So you're all good. I just changed them yeah. So, and uh, we always have conferences going on that we produce, that we work, that we collaborate with. So uh, I'm glad to have you as part of the family. It's the first time on the program with us, but man, we want to have you on again. And we learned so much just in this short little stint. So um, as we uh, as we publish this, we're going to obviously tag you and then uh, we're going to write an article about this and uh, include all these great tips. And then we'll drive everybody back to this uh, site for you and hopefully it turns into good things. So what we're going to do is we're going to close out with a, um, a poll and then we're going to bring uh, bring our gang back here. So real quick, um, if you guys need any help with your influence, just jump on and click on the screen right there. And then uh, hopefully uh, Kate might be back with us. And uh, I know Jackson's back, but uh, we'll see if Kate comes back. That'd be awesome. And then uh, just click on the screen if you need help with any of those things. And then uh, next week's guest, we have the Thea uh, Polancic. Uh, she's uh, the founder and chair of Conscious Capitalism Chicago and Techstars, and she has a lot of good stuff going for her. So uh, she will be on with us next week. And um, so uh, there's Kate. <laughs> Welcome back, Hello. Kate. Thank you. Thank <laughs> we you. Were afraid, we were afraid we lost you on the internet. <laughs> you did. You did lose me. But luckily, I got uh, to tune in for Aaron's interview. So, so, so what's so what's your takeaway? What's one thing? And Aaron, you can come back too. You don't have to. I yeah, really come back, saying. Aaron. Yeah, come on back, man. Uh, <laughs> but so, so, uh, so, Kate, what's one thing? What's one takeaway for you? And well, first of all, I loved Aaron's shameless. Uh, you know, telling that he steals things from other people because I love that. Cause that's what I preach to my team. And sometimes I feel a little bad, but I love it. And I love that you stole from Andy because he's one of our great friends. And I love the idea of using the videos to bounce questions because we meet all these influencers. And my first question to them is like, can I get you on Influence Factory? But really <laughs> that should be the question I ask them is a random question, get their video and then tag them and ask them to be on Influence Factory. So oh, I, I like I'm gonna, that. Yeah. I'm going to use it. Jackson, how about you? You're on you're on you're in the production end of these events with video and everything. So what's what's your one takeaway? Well, I, I really enjoyed I think my favorite thing that he said was you know that everything goes back to the written word, you know, and yeah, that that's if I had to pick one, uh that was the biggest one was that everything goes back to the written word. Like we wouldn't have you know, the videos, if we didn't have the at least rough outline, you know, we write that out and everything is written, you know? Yeah, good call. So, yeah, we have, we have we have our outlines here every week. So, I mean, it's, it's, it looks like blank pages, but they're not, I, I swear. <laughs> There's stuff written around. all over these. <laughs> Look at that. Like Look how much written just for this show alone, right? Um, so, everybody says that, you know, uh, capital, um, what do you call it? Content with a capital C. Uh, they loved all the other, the authenticity, the asking the questions, embracing your yeah. fear. So these are all the comments that are coming in. So That uh, reminded me too of Ellie Deutsch at Social Media Strategy Summit where she said content is king. Do you know Ellie Deutsch, Aaron? I don't. I should we try to We got to connect out. you to her. You'd love yeah, her. At she, she runs social for McDonald's. She's good peeps. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know the head of social for McDonald's in Canada. 
This will be a great <laughs> intro. Love it. Whoop, whoop. That's awesome. All right, all right cool. So, uh, so we have some winners uh, today. So uh, we already have one. I gave away an extra prize this week. Um, and then Jackson, who's uh, who's our top influencer in chat? Uh, in the chat was uh, Patty Rutkowski. She had great questions. Uh, and Patty. she was, yeah, I could tell she was focused on it the whole time. But how could you not be? Aaron's energy alone, it was awesome. <laughs> it was this, I, I'm like watching. I was like, what's he going to say next? And I was like, <laughs> so it was great. Great, great show today. It was, I loved it. Yeah, thank you. And then, Kate, do we have a winner on social? We do. Jenny Ben Wedeman. Ah, whoop, whoop. all followers. right. Now, remember, folks, when you get these Starbucks gift cards, you need to take something that Aaron or that we shared on this program and share it with somebody face to face. So go on social media, go into social media, but don't stay in social media. Get into a coffee shop and really enjoy some FaceTime and, and share something that you learned today with somebody else. Teach somebody else. So, Aaron, we just want to thank you from uh, everybody here at the program. And we learned so much from you. And again, if you want to get a hold, we will send out all these great links. But at Aaron uh, Orendorf and uh, everybody's just raving about this. So nice job, as I expected. And thank you. We learned a whole bunch too. So we'll give you full credit on this as we use your techniques. <laughs> hey, I, I enjoyed myself. You let me nerd out. Yeah. I couldn't ask for more. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And we will see you on the interwebs on social. I'm sure we're going to see you at a conference coming up real soon. Thank you again. <clears throat> and from all of us here to all of you out there, we'll see you online. Take care, folks. Bye. See ya.